to me with your whole heart, for I am gracious and merciful. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now, the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to him to test him so that they could have some charges to bring against him. But Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking, he straightened up, but up and said to them, let the one among you who is without sin to be the first to throw a stone at her. He bent down and wrote on the ground and in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go. And from now on, do not sin anymore. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Oh, the old-timers recognize me. I'm Father John Salatino. I was here for eight years in the 90s and in the early 2000s, and eight very happy years for me. Then I was pastor of my home parish in Pittsfield, St. Mark's, for 13 years, and for the past three years, I've been working in Lima, Peru, on the outskirts of Lima, Peru, with the St. James Society. And I've been called back to the diocese. There's a lot of re retirements going on, and Bishop said, come back, and so I did. But I'll explain what I'm doing here. I have a letter from Bishop and from Father Matt. This is from Bishop Rosansky. Dear parishioners of St. Mary's Parish, early last week, Father Matt Alcombright and I began a discussion in which Father Matt shared with me some personal matters that he felt he needed to tend to in his life and priesthood. Following our discussion, I felt that it was best for Father Matt to step back temporarily from priestly ministry to attempt to resolve these matters in a focused way. 
Therefore, I have granted Father Matt a leave of absence until further notice. In the interim, I have asked Father John Salatino, recently returned to the diocese from the service of the Society of St. James the Apostle, to serve as temporary administrator of St. Mary's Parish. Father Salatino was very willing to move to Westfield upon my request, and I'm grateful to him for, for serving you, the parishioners of St. Mary's. And many of you will remember him from his time as parochial vicar. I ask that you keep Father Matt in your prayers, as well as Father John and all the priests who seek to serve the Lord Jesus in our diocese. Humbly, too, I ask for a place in your prayers as I serve as the Bishop of the Diocese of Springfield, sincerely in Christ, Bishop Mitchell Rosansky. Now I have a letter from Father Matt. Dear friends, I wanted to take this time to explain express my gratitude for your prayers and understanding as I tend to some personal health issues. I know this comes at a difficult time of the church's liturgical year, and in particular here at St. Mary's. This community has seen a lot of change over the past year, and I know that this change affects you. Please know that I'm sorry to have to take this time now, but it truly needs to be done for my own well-being. The love and energy you all bring to St. Mary's community will allow you to continue through a precarious time. I'm grateful to Bishop Rosansky for affording me this opportunity to address my well-being. I'm also grateful to Father John for taking on the responsibility as temporary administrator in my absence. Please pray for Bishop and Father John. I humbly ask for your prayers during this time. Please know that you're all in my prayers and close to my heart. I truly love you all. I hope and pray that I will see you soon. God's blessing and peace, Father Matt. So we will be praying for, for Father Matt for a speedy return. And when things when we're in difficult times, when bad things happen, a lot of times people say, well, God's testing you. I can't stand that. Don't like it at all. And in the gospel today, we can see that Jesus didn't like to be tested either. Why did they bring this woman before him in the gospel? They had the rocks in their hand. They're ready to get her. They caught her dead to rights. According to the law of Moses, she should be stoned. So if Jesus said, well, it's the law, it's nothing I can do, honey, and they start throwing the rocks at her, then the Pharisees and Sadducees would say, well, look at this man. He talks about compassion and forgiveness, but he doesn't have any. And they discredit him. On the other hand, if he forgave her, like he did to so many other people, they would say, look, he's not a holy man. He doesn't know the law. He doesn't follow Moses. Don't listen to him. They thought they had him, dead to rights. But Jesus doesn't say anything. The finger starts going in the sand. St. John doesn't tell us what Jesus was writing, but one by one the rocks start to fall, and those who are accusing her start to walk away. So we can imagine what he's writing in the sand are the sins of the people holding the rock. 
So then it's just Jesus and this woman. Woman, is there no one left to condemn you? No, sir. Neither do I condemn you. During Lent, we think about penance, we think about our sinfulness and our need for forgiveness. And so often we think that we've angered God and God's mad at us. But Jesus has compassion. Well, neither do I condemn you. Jesus doesn't want to condemn us. He doesn't want us to go to hell. The very reason he came to us was so that we'd be united with him and his Father. Jesus came into the world because there was a separation between God and people, and it wasn't natural. And he came, God came to us to fix that, to bridge that abyss, to unite us with, with heaven, to bring his very presence among us. Why are we here this morning? Because we're going to receive the Eucharist, the very presence of God. Jesus unites us, Jesus comes to us, Jesus saves us. He doesn't condemn us, he doesn't want to punish us. So he tells the woman, I don't condemn you either. Your sins are forgiven, but go and sin no more. What you did wasn't okay, but you're forgiven. Now you've got another chance. Go out and be a good person. And that's what he says to us after every Eucharist. Go out and be a good person. I'm with you. You're not by yourselves. In the first reading, Isaiah, one of the greatest of the prophets, is it seems like he's telling people something strange. Don't listen to the other prophets. Don't pay attention to what God did. And that's not, that was not his point. It is important for us to look back at the miracles of the Old Testament, the miracles of the gospel. But what Isaiah was saying to the people of his day is, don't think of God as somebody who did great things a long time ago. Think about God who does great things today. Bad things happen, difficult situations arise. It doesn't mean God is testing us. He doesn't have to do that. God doesn't need to play with us. God is always with us. Salvation isn't just about before and what's to come. Salvation is now because God is with us. Great things happen before, great things happened in the future, but great things will happen today because God is with us. So in these last couple of weeks, this last week of Lent before Holy Week, let us do our best to be grateful for God that he's with us, to praise God for not condemning us, but saving us. And let us do our very best to, to share with other people the very presence of God so they'll know too that they're saved right now, that they'll realize that God continues to do great things. Let us stand and pray.